Welcome to Christ Rehoboth Church, a place where we help people discover their purpose for living and raise kingdom people for global impact. Join us today as Reverend Kingsley Agu takes you deep into God's Word. Amen. All right, we have been examining the subject of following the leading of the Spirit in making decisions. And um, we said that as believers, we want to make decisions or we yearn to make decisions that fall in line with the will of God, the will of the Father. Uh, a decision made that is not born or birthed out of our fleshly desires or ambitions. Of course, you know, there are the fleshly desires and there are ambitions that flows from the flesh. And without knowing, you can hastily go into those decision-making without consulting what the Spirit wants from us. So the Spirit helps us to make the right decision in the right way. The reason is that we have the Spirit of God indwelling us. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 it says, uh, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So the book of Galatians gives us an antidote. Gives us an antidote in making decisions. It means the spirit leading the believer is a defense mechanism in making decisions. That means it defends you from making the wrong decisions. It says you walk in the spirit. That is where you dwell as a believer. You, you live there. You are both there. So your decision is powered by the spirit. So as a believer, when you come to a place where you are stuck with making a decision, the very first thing you ought to do is wait and hear what the Spirit is saying because He lives in you, so He is always speaking. Say to someone, He is always speaking. The Spirit is always speaking. So it means that the more consistently you yield to the Spirit, the more you will sense the leading of the Spirit. So the question is how well are you yielding? What is powering your decision? What is powering your decisions in the place you arrive at your decision making? Glory to God. I said glory to God. So when you yield more to the spirit, you become more sensitive to the leading of the spirit. Even in the littlest decisions. Even in the littlest decisions. Like, for example, if you're about to leave the house and the spirit has already sensed or seen that something is about to happen in the way you are going, it could form a distraction that would delay you a little bit. Let's say you are in a hurry to go to work and you're already late. And the spirit knows that there's going to be a catastrophic accident on that way you are going, which might affect you. So you will just notice that it will look as though you have forgotten something. How many of you have left the house when you feel like, ah, there is something you forgot at home? 
And then you go back home to try to look for it. That is not a niche. It's not a, a lynch. It's not a, an instinct. It is the leading of the spirit stopping you from entering the road at that time because something will happen when you go. Praise God. I said, praise God. So this is the reason we raise the awareness for every believer. And the more awareness that is raised for you as touching the indwelling of the spirit, it helps you on your reliance on the leading of the spirit. You know that the spirit of God is not coming from anywhere again. He resides on the inside. In the book of Corinthians, he says, Know ye that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. God who will not dwell in tabernacles made with hands is now residing on the inside of you. When you were indwelt with the spirit, it is not part of God that came. It is not some of God that came. It was the totality of God that left its place of residence to abode on your inside. Glory to God. So the more you understand and you know these things, you are no longer reliant on your emotions. You are no longer reliant on circumstances. You are no longer confused. Why? You are now dependent on that God that dwells on your inside. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So that is why, as a believer, you ought to know how the Spirit is leading. You ought to know how the spirit is leading. We saw this in the life of brother Paul. We read a little bit of this last week. Acts chapter 16. Verses 6 to 7. Acts 16 verse 6 to 7. Glory to God. Glory to God. Acts chapter 16 verse 6 to 7. It says, Now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia, and we have forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Hold on there. The word forbidden is that the Holy Spirit did not allow them. The question is, how did Paul know this was the leading of the Spirit? Could it be that the Spirit spoke and said, Brother Paul, you should not preach in Phrygia or in Asia. There was a leading and Paul understood how the spirit of God moves when he starts leading. Question, was Paul called to preach? Look at Acts chapter 13. Let's read verse 1. Acts 13 verse 1. Acts 13 verse 1. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets, Teachers as Barnabas and Simeon, that was called Nijay, and Lucius of Cyrene, and Manian, which had been brought up with Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. Now look at verse 2. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them to do. So there is a work that Paul was called to do. And part of that work involved preaching the gospel. So Paul took the gospel from one city to another. And yet in Acts chapter 16, it was forbidden to, be, to preach. And yet this is within his jurisdiction as a preacher to preach anywhere he goes. 
But when he arrived at Asia, the spirit restrained him. So there was a restriction. He could not preach. And Paul did not say, I bind you, Satan. There is a demon in Asia. As soon as you enter Asia everywhere, it, it sucks the spiritual strength of people. And, be, you know, some people do it. They begin to bind the Holy Spirit. Not knowing it is the Holy Spirit who is restricting them. But Paul knew this has nothing to do with a demon. This was the leading of the Spirit that he should not preach in Asia. And yet he was called to preach to the Gentiles. Am I communicating here? When the Spirit gets moving, are you yielding? Are we together here? Look at verse 7 of Acts 16. After they were come to Mysia, they are said to go into Bethania, but the Spirit suffered them not. The word suffered them not is not the word to suffer. You know what it means to suffer? No, the word suffered them not actually is the word he allowed them not. He forbade them. He still will not let them preach. And yet, he is called to preach. So Paul understood this is a leading of the Spirit and I better yield to the Spirit. So Paul knew how the Spirit leads. <laughs> Sometimes, Asia is a big, is a big continent, is a big nation. And Paul would be thinking in his mind, man, when I preach the gospel to at least 10 persons, those 10 persons will go and preach to 100 because it's a, a populated area. So there is going to be great result. Holy Ghost, I understand what you are saying, but you don't understand these things. That has become the reaction of so many of us. We think that we know more than the Holy Ghost. Paul would have said, Holy Ghost, it's like you are not seeing what I'm seeing. It's like you are not, no, but Paul yielded to the Spirit. He was not allowed to preach and yet he did not preach. Are we together? So Paul understood what it means to be led by the Spirit. Look at verse 9. And a vision. In fact, let's just reverse it for context. And they passing by Marcia came down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him saying, Come over unto Macedonia and help us. <laughs> this is a man who the Spirit said, don't preach here. But as soon as he got to a different location, it was a revelation of the spirit that came to him in a vision. The word vision there is the word orama. That means seeing things supernaturally in the sense of ecstasy or you are in a dream. So there are times, you know, yes, dreams are the lowest form of visions. But there are times things come to you in a dream. It is not powered by what you are feeling or what, what has played in your head. Are we together? So, 
he saw something and at this time, remember, he has been refused not to preach. But when he now saw another leading of the spirit, he knew that the spirit was asking him to do something here. Are we still together? So the question is, how is the spirit leading you? What are you ignoring? How are you ignoring that leading of the spirit? You know, there are some things that come to us. Sometimes we just say, ah, and something was telling me not to do this thing. Something. Ah, you are a believer. Something cannot just tell you. You cannot give what you don't have. What do you have? You have God on the inside. So that thing that is telling you is not something. It's the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Now let's, let's, let's progress. Verse, verse 10. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia. Assuredly, gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. In Macedonia, he was released to go preach. He was not released to preach in Asia. But as soon as he got to Macedonia, a spectacular happened that he saw in a vision. Am I communicating here? First, in Asia, he was restricted. Every time he wants to move forward, he didn't feel that peace. The spirit of God blocked him from preaching. But now he is in a dream in Macedonia. He said, now I know that the spirit has released me to preach in Macedonia. So let me preach. <laughs> Are we still together? Are we still together? So you will, you will, as you read through the Bible, you will, you, will re, you will realize something that is consistent with Brother Paul. He knew how the Spirit leads. Praise God. Look at Acts 18, verse 9 and 10. Acts 18, 9 and 10. Then spake the Lord, Acts chapter 18, verse 9 and 10. Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night. By what? By what, church? By a vision. Be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace. For I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee. For I have much people in this city. <laughs> now, please follow me carefully. In Acts 16, he was restricted from preaching. Is it clear? <laughs> In Acts 18, there is a leading he got to preach. And in that leading, the instruction was, do not be afraid. Is it clear? Do not be afraid. In, in that leading, he received the word not to be afraid to preach. Please follow me carefully now. Because... Once you get distracted, you will miss the point I'm trying to make. Now, go to Acts 21. Acts 21. We read this last week. Verse 4. Acts 21, verse 4. And finding disciples, we tarried there seven days. 
who said to Paul through the spirit that he should not go up to Jerusalem. Are you still with me? Okay. Praise God. I said praise God. Okay. Now, look at verse 8 and 9. Again, and there were many lights in the upper chamber where they were gathered together and they sat in a window. Oh, sorry, I'm in chapter 20, verse chapter 21. Praise God, 8 and 9. And the next day, we that were of Paul's company departed and came unto Caesarea and we entered into the house of Philip, the evangelist, which was one of the seven and abode within. And the same man had four daughters, virgins, which did prophesy. So it means that as they entered into the house of Philip, they were prophesying. What was that prophecy? If you go to Jerusalem, they will catch you. In fact, what they will do to you in Jerusalem, we don't know if you will come out of it. And if you have that emotional person and you love Paul, ha, Paul, we cannot lose you at this time. There are many things God will do with you and through you. We can't lose you. Paul, don't go. In today, if Paul was married, the wife will seize the car key. You are not going anywhere. Women, I hope you are not seizing your husband's key. <laughs> you are not going anywhere. Did you not hear the... Everybody know the daughters of Philip. They know that they don't miss when they prophesy. Did you not hear Agabus? Agabus in chapter 13 was the same prophet that prophesied that you should be separated with Barnabas for the work he has called you. These people don't miss. They hear clearly. So, they have spoken. Don't go. You still want to go? Paul, then a council of meetings will not be heard. All the elders and fellow companions of Paul now, we are going to distract him. You go to the city. Go and bring men that are sick. Busy him. Eh? Busy him. So that by the time he realizes the time, he has missed the boat to Jerusalem. The other one will say, oh, I know what to do. I'm very close with Brother Paul. You know, Brother Paul, don't worry. I know what to do. This would have, things would have been ongoing. Look at verse 11 again. And when he was come unto us, he took Paul's ghetto and bound his own hands and feet and said, Thus saith the Holy Ghost, so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owneth this girdle and shall deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. <laughs> the disciples say, why that prophecy is happening, they will not look at themselves like this. <laughs> Are we together? We, we, we have told this Paul. You see now, they didn't even know. You know, brother Paul, that, you know, when you put your clothes, brother Gabos didn't even know this was you. You remember the prophecy that was given and um, now... Brother Agabus is coming again. He's giving the same prophecy, holding your ghetto. No, no, it's your ghetto. 
confirming. They say where two or three got that confirmation is made. So there is a confirmation. Don't you think it's the spirit leading you? Don't forget in Acts 16, the Holy Spirit said to Paul, fear not and no one will hurt thee. Am I communicating here? The words of prophecy came. They are very accurately stating what will happen. But in that, there was that leading of the spirit and instruction given to Paul. That in the midst of that, no one will hurt you. So, Paul will say, why are you breaking my heart? Why? He was not trying to be stubborn. He was trying to go by that leading of the spirit. Ah, listen to me, saints of God. There are decisions that you are reaching. It's not palatable for people to hear. They tell you it's not the right way. What is God's way? What is God telling you? Listen, anything that has to do with God doesn't always look good to men. It doesn't make sense to men. Let them talk. Let them, ah, let them mock. Let them do whatever they want to do. If you can stay and fear not. If you can stay. And even if as you go to Jerusalem, they really seized you. Let them say, didn't we tell you? Eh? You know how Gabos would have said, ah, ah, me that I don't miss. How can I give prophecy and it will not come to pass? Truth is, did they not seize Paul? Did they not hand him over? But what was the leading? <laughs> I am called to the Gentiles. Paul saw it as a means to communicate the gospel to those Gentiles that need to hear it. So Paul already knew the leading of the Spirit was using that as an avenue to an end result. So it was a supernatural orchestration. So that means there are things that happen to you. <laughs> it's a supernatural orchestration that forms a rearrangement. So we don't stay there and are crying. Oh God, why me? Why me? And the Holy Ghost is looking at you. Why not you? If you know where I am taking you. For the glory of the latter is greater than the sufferings of this time. So why not you? Why are you fixated on today and on where God is leading you? Glory to God. You know what God said to Abraham? Go before me. In other words, you are not going before me to overtake me. You are going before me because I have created a path for you. Paul said there is a course that I must follow. There is a course, a path laid for you. If you just stay. People may not like it. Even you may not like it. Stay. Ha. Can I talk a little bit to someone here? Even you may not be happy. You, know, you can be talking, man of God, even this thing, I don't know why I'm making this decision. Me, myself, I'm not happy. But I, I feel this thing in my spirit. Stay. Did you hear me? Stay. So Paul feared not. He continued. <laughs> he continued. Did you hear what I said? To the single men here, let me encourage you with this. Long time ago, 
you know, in my younger days, I was in community college then. And there is, this sister was blindly looking upon to marry in the church, not in our church, but in a different church. I say, you know, he's, 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 <laughs> she's in the church. It must be the will, she must be the will of God. And there's another brother who was wanting to chance me at a time. <laughs> you know what it means to chance? Don't worry, the men, you understand what I mean. <laughs> Praise God. So the, the brother will always tell her, remember the glory after. There is a glory. Don't worry. And the sister look at me. He said, ah, Pastor Kisley does not have any property. <laughs> I have graduated. He's still in community college. That means when I graduate, I'll be the one taking care of him. She refused to listen to what God is saying and did not see the vision. For those of you that know me now, the vision I have has never changed. After many years of marriage, not too long ago, she sent me a text message. I am sorry for how I treated you. Why? You are not seeing the glory. <laughs> <laughs> Glory to God. So, to help you in your decision making, it's not about today. If it was about today, when Jesus was asked to turn stones into bread, he would turn it and eat because he was hungry. <laughs> Glory to God. And they, they, they watch me. They're probably watching me now. They watch me secretly. And they don't even, they don't even like the video when they are watching it. <laughs> and then they are discussing, ah, this man has become so great. He teaches his this and that. And the same people that they are discussing with, they are also saying, ah, you know, this sister was asking of you the other day and all of that. Why? Because they refused to listen. And thank God they didn't listen. They actually listen. You are very correct. <laughs> because if they didn't listen, I won't be <laughs> married to my beautiful wife. Glory to God. Come and put your hands together for yourself. So at that time, it will not be good, even in your heart. Weeping may endure for a night, but it's joy coming in the morning. It may be something that will make you to cry now. I mean, how can you wake up and the Holy Spirit is saying, don't go. And you are, look at Abraham. The Holy Spirit told Abraham, get up. This is the place where you are known. Get out of this place. <laughs> where am I going, Lord? I will show you. No, do you understand what I'm saying? I will show you. How many of you will pack your bags? Now, you can imagine your, your son or your daughter coming to you and say, Daddy, you know, I, I feel in my spirit that God is asking me to go somewhere. Okay, um, where are you going? Uh, actually, Dad, I don't know. Okay, so you are leaving this place now. You don't know where you are going. Dad, I don't know. Okay, uh, make me understand this thing. There's some of you who now call pastor. 
come and talk some senses into this child. <laughs> and you know, this was what Abraham got up. Papa, you know, God is leading me somewhere in Aramaic tongue. <laughs> and the father would say, where are you going? Uh, actually, we don't know the place here, but we are just going to be going. <laughs> we are going to be going. Abraham followed God to the letter without thinking. He made a mistake. God said, go. He had that to God's voice. <laughs> he took Lot. You know, when I was in the other gospel, I said, Pastor Jay, don't laugh now. <laughs> I said, because Abraham took Lot, he missed a lot. <laughs> Praise God. He took Lot with him. When God didn't ask him to take Lot, he was sympathetic. In other words, in following the leadings of God, you do not use emotions. So it was going. Sarah, my Lord, where are we going? Don't worry, the Lord will guide us. As if that was not enough. Another issue came. Isaac. <laughs> he said, okay, Lord, I follow. Took Isaac. Ah, they got to a point. They, they, they left all the servants. <laughs> they are still going. So in his mind, his servants will find, you know, some animals. But now the servants are not there. It's the son and the father. <laughs> they got to a place. <laughs> he said, father... Um, I see all these things, but where is the sacrifice? <laughs> Abraham said, you, you notice Abraham didn't say, it is you, my son. He said, for the Lord will provide for himself. So Abraham trusted God to the letter that God gave him Isaac as a son. He will not take him away. So what makes you think? God does not know what he is doing. By leading you. He knows everything. Did you hear me? Before you were born. God knew how you will end up. So he is guiding you through it. You don't know better than God. So let him guide you through it. In Jeremiah 1.5. He said before I formed you in your mother's womb. I knew thee and I ordained thee a prophet. So you just think now, God, he's not going to lead you. Say to yourself, I don't know better than God. So I will follow God. So we are told that one way Paul followed the leading of the spirit was that he recognized the vision. He recognized how to be led. The question is, have you recognized how the spirit is leading you? Praise God. I said, praise God. One of the best times to not listen to so many voices in your ears is when you are stuck with decisions. It's the time you go in and listen to what God is saying. Because many voices will confuse you. Many voices will confuse you. So they experienced this spectacular. Don't forget when we started, I said there's a leading via his word. Now, there's a leading via the spectacular. That is what we are seeing in a vision. In a vision. Praise God. 
I said, praise God. So, there are visions, there are revelations, and there are utterances. All these are ways the Lord, the Spirit, leads us. Praise God. Now, there's another thing I want to show to you here. Acts chapter 14, verse 9. Acts 14, verse 9. He said, the same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him, and perceiving that he had faith to be healed. So, the word perceiving there is used for beholding supernatural events. Beholding, perceiving. Used for beholding supernatural events. Luke 22, verse 56. Luke 22, for the sake of time, you will see the word there, beholding. Praise God. Acts 1.10. Acts 1.10, the same word used there. So these are supernatural experiences. He says they behold. And why they look steadfastly toward heaven as he went up. Behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. They beheld supernatural events. Praise God. I said praise God. Acts chapter 3 verse 4. Acts 3 verse 4. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. He fastened his eyes upon him. And of course, you know, this was the case of the man at the beautiful gate. He fastened his eyes on them and he said, look on us. He looked on us. Acts chapter 3 verse 12, you will notice where Peter began to speak there. Acts chapter 6 verse 15. Acts 6 15. Acts 7 55. Acts 7.55, Acts 10.4, Acts 10.4, Acts 11.6, Acts 13.9. You will see the word perceiving or rather beholding. So in Acts 14.9, Paul is looking at someone and by looking at that person, he had a supernatural insight into that person. Praise God. I said, praise God. So, it means that sometimes when you are looking at someone, you can see, you can have an insight supernaturally into that person via the Spirit. If I can use you for an example. One time we were praying here and Pastor Phil was all over here and you were praying. He didn't know that you had pain in your heart. And all of a sudden, he walked up to you and prayed for you. Confirming that as he gazed at you, he looked into you supernaturally. There was nothing you were doing to show that you were in pain. But after the service, what happened? Praise God. So you can look at the object and you have a supernatural insight into. Praise God. I said, praise God. I said, praise God. So, let's go back to Acts 16 again, verse 18. He says, another, another one I want us to look at, because of time, I want to finish this, because I want to get into something else next week. Still on the leading of the Spirit. Praise God. Acts 16, 18. And this did she, and this did she many days, but Paul being grieved, 
turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out of her that same hour. So he being grieved. So it shows that Paul knew things personally. Okay? He knew things personally. So he was grieved. That grief there means he was troubled. He was worked up. So Paul being grieved when he saw that situation was a leading of the spirit. Did you hear what I said? It was a leading of the spirit. It is something that places you in discomfort. Are we together? When you are uneasy about something, pay attention. Did you hear what I'm saying? When you are uneasy about something, pay attention. What is the spirit saying? Look at Acts 4 verse 2. Acts 4 verse 2. Acts chapter 4 verse 2. Glory to God. The same word is used again. Being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. So he was grieved. That most of the time is an inward witness. You are grieved about something. The word dipaneo. You are grieved about something. So Paul was uncomfortable. And by virtue of the spirit, he spoke to that demon to get out of that lady. Quickly, Acts 18, verse 5. Are you following me? I hope you are learning this morning. Verse 5, Acts 18, verse 5. You see the same word used here again? And when Silas and Timotheus were come from Macedonia, Paul was pressed, where? In the spirit. And testified to the Jews that Jesus was Christ. So the same word pressed there is now the word used for suneco, which means to be angry in the spirit. To be angry in the spirit. Praise God. So, something that causes a discomfort. How many of you have, have been in a place where you, are, you just have discomfort? Uh, nobody. I wanted to show you something now because there is some kind of discomfort you will be. Instead of you to say, Pastor, I'm pressed, you say, Pastor, I'm impressed. <laughs> Praise God. I said, praise God. So that is something that leads to a distress. Another is used again in Luke chapter 8 verse 45. You will see the word throng. Throng is still the same word suneco. Means to be pressed. Luke 12 verse 50. You will see the word threatened. Is the same word suneco. Then in Luke 19.43. You will see the word keep is the same word suneco, which means to be pressed. In Luke 22:63, you will see the word held is the same word suneco. In Acts chapter 7, verse 57, you will see the word stopped is the same word suneco. And lastly, Acts chapter 28, verse 8. 
You will see the same word there. Seek off. It means suneko, to be pressed. So this word is when you have a discomfort, you are pressed concerning a matter. It is not an instinct. It is a leading of the spirit. Are you learning? It is a leading. So don't be saying, ah, it's like, I just feel uneasy in my spirit. That thing is a leading of the spirit that a direction you are going, God doesn't want you to go. Question, do people go over these decisions? Yes. Praise God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14, put that up for me. 2 Corinthians 5, 14. Glory to God. God bless your fingers. 2 Corinthians 5, 14. Help me here. Glory to God. Ah, for the love of Christ constraineth us. Because we first judge that if one died for us all, then we are all dead. So, the word constrained is the same word suneko. <laughs> Praise God. So, he restrained us. Suneko. We are, he's pressed in our spirit. Look at Philippians 1.23. Philippians 1.23. Very quickly, very quickly. I have 10 more minutes here. For I am in a straight, straight between two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. I'm in a straight between two. <laughs> if I die now, it's better. I will just I say, Lord Jesus, uh, you see that demon? Some of you, you only want to go to heaven so that you can ask Jesus to kill everybody on the way. <laughs> Praise God. So he says, I am in a straight between two. For me to go. So it means that this was heavy in the heart of Paul. He is caught between two decisions. Let me just give it up and die. Now have you noticed? It's as though Paul had the power to stay alive. Because no matter what he went through. He said it is better for me to stay with you. Then if you now go to the ending part. He said I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. Now I can go. So Paul decided when to die before he died. <sighs> I thought I'm talking to somebody here. So the spirit, the leading of the spirit could be that you are trying to get something off your mind. You are trying to get something off your mind. And the inward witness is the witness of the human spirit born again, which endorses, refutes, acknowledges, or agrees with a fact, a person, situation that it is exposed to, or that is exposed to it. The inward witness. So that is why we just know things. That means I can just see you, and I can know what is in your heart. Did you hear what I said? It's not strange. It's not magic. Jesus knew what they were thinking. It's a, it's, it's a quality of the spirit. Healthy. So I can be standing with you. Some of you, you don't even know as I'm talking. I am speaking things that you are dealing with. Nobody tabled your matter. 
It is the Holy Ghost speaking to you. The reason you must listen to instructions. Did you hear what I said? You listen to instructions. So, the inward witness, we need it exposed to the object. So, sometimes, you know, as a pastor, I know this a lot. When anybody brings a matter to me, like, pastor, I need prayer on this and all of that. Sometimes the person don't even know what they are going through. But via the spirit, it's not everything the person is saying. Because I know that the person may not know what they are going through. It is now via the spirit as I'm listening to that person, I know what exactly they are going through. And when I pray, I just hit that thing directly. Praise God. Am I still communicating? Am I still communicating? So the inward witness is not an instinct. It's not a, a, a lynch. I, I mean a hunch. Praise God. I said praise God. Now look at Acts 19. I have to speed up. Acts 19, Acts 19. 20, Acts 19 verse 20. So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. And after these things were ended, Paul proposed in the spirit. When he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia to go to Jerusalem, saying, after I have been there, I must also uh, see Rome. So he proposed in his heart. That means something was laid in his heart. So, purpose in the spirit. That means something is heavy. It's laid on your heart. Praise God. I said, praise God. So, you see the, the, the concurrence of the leading of the spirit. Because some of, sometimes you just think that, oh, you, the spirit is not leading you. Because you feel you are not hearing a voice audibly. My son, here I am. Follow me now as I'm walking. <laughs> Praise God. So I'm teaching you how to really hear. Look at verse 22. So he sent into Macedonia two of them that ministered unto him, Timotheus and Erastus, but he himself stayed in Asia. Glory to God. I said, Glory to God. I said, Glory to God. So the inward witness here may not have facts. You may not know. You may not know what is happening, but that burden is just placed in your spirit. It is like a reaction to it. It's more like you know where you are going to, in the case of Paul. And there is trouble. You know by all standards, there is trouble when you go, and yet you are still being moved to go there. That's the leading of the spirit. Am I communicating? So, in Acts 20, Paul wasn't trying to be stubborn. Paul wasn't trying to be stubborn. Of course, you know, stubbornness is like witchcraft. If you read 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 23, I won't dwell more there. Praise God. Because I want to wrap this up in the next five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> So, we will know the moment we yield to the Spirit, what the Spirit is leading us to do. That is why you must always yield. You are not wiser than the Spirit. 
When the spirit says, don't go, don't go. You may appear foolish in front of people. I, bet, I better appear foolish than to appear wise and go the wrong way. Did you hear what I said? Than to go the wrong way. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It's a long read from verse 10. 1 Corinthians 2 from verse 10. It's a long read. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, but God hath revealed them unto us by the Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. You, of course, you know the story that preceded to this very place. But what you must take out of there is that what the Spirit is giving and leading you to do, man cannot define it and they will not be happy with it because they don't know what the Spirit is doing. Praise God. Let's read further. It says in 11, or rather verse 12, it says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. It is via the spirit. <laughs> ah, glory to God. He said, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but with which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Before you go and meet the sister, who does not know God for advice? True, they went through the same experience. They cannot give you an advice that will lead you as a believer. They don't know the ways of God. Ah, why are you feeling not good that direction? Ah, I went through this before my sister. Go this direction. They will lead you to a place of no return. Did you hear what I said? So many people are making tremendous mistakes. You know, tremendous. Bountiful mistakes. <laughs> because they are listening to people. And not the leading of Christ, of, of the Spirit. They can't guide you. Man cannot guide you. Did you hear what I said? Man cannot guide you. And as your pastor, when I, when I bring you to order, it's out of love. It's not that I hate you. Did you hear what I say? It's because it's the leading. It's the leading of God. So Somebody say it's the leading of God. <sighs> Glory to God. He says in 15, but he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But, Kayada, we have the mind of Christ. <laughs> we have the mind of Christ. That is you. You have, you have the mind of Christ. Am I still talking to someone here? We have the mind of Christ. You can read for yourself. John chapter 14 verse 25 to 26. John chapter 5 verse 25. John chapter 14 sorry verse 25 to 26. I want you to take this point home. 
Number one, you want to write this down. Number one. Can you just pull that up for me? John chapter 14. Verse 25 to 26. Bless you, bless you. These things have I spoken unto you, being ye present with you, being ye present with you. Next verse. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. So the role of the Spirit is to bring to our remembrance the ways and the teachings of Christ. So follow. So write this down, number one. Process matters. When we walk by the Spirit. Process. You are not in a hurry to get results. Because you know that where he's taking you, you'll get results. Process matters when we walk by the Spirit. Number two, people matters when we walk by the Spirit. People matters. People matters. Number three, the Spirit enables us to take the Christ-like route in decision-making. The Spirit enables us to take the Christ-like route in decision-making. Now, examining Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 26, of course, you know, this is the fruit of the Spirit. It's the fruit of the Spirit. So, you will write down now, if you have a tendency to make rushed decisions. If you have, don't forget, one of the fruits of the Spirit is patience. Is it clear? So, if you have as a person a tendency to make rushed decisions, the Spirit can develop within you the patience needed to proceed with the right amount of caution. With the right amount of caution. Number four now, right? Oh, number five. Oh, number four. Okay. If you only have three, write number four. If you only have four, write number five. But me here, I have me number five. <laughs> Praise God. If we have a tendency towards delaying decisions, the Spirit can foster within us the faithfulness we need as accountable stewards of the entrustment God has given us. I'll come again. I'm trying to make my time. Even though my timekeeper is not here today, I also have some people who say, Pastor, they say, we will finish here. And Pastor will never finish there. Praise God. All right? Now, I'll say it again. If we have a tendency towards delaying decisions, towards delaying decisions, the Spirit can foster, the Spirit can foster within us the faithfulness, the faithfulness we need 
as accountable stewards. As accountable stewards. As accountable stewards of the entrustment God has given to us. Praise God. Number six, I have just two to go. Number six, don't forget we are analyzing some of the things you can use with the fruit of the Spirit. Getting derailed in decision making, getting derailed in decision making, the Spirit can build within us with self control, with self control needed to not get distracted and keep on track. To not get distracted and keep on, on track. Don't worry, if you are not getting it, you can go back to the video and watch. The last one, before we pray. If you, are, you have the tendency to be manipulated for your own gain. You know, decisions that is only beneficial to you and throws everyone off. The spirit can grow within us the goodness we need to maintain integrity throughout the whole process. So you have the spirit. The question is, are you yielding? Rise on your feet. Rise on your feet. Let's pray. Next week, we are going to start on the process of how to make decisions following the inward weakness. Using the inward witness. So I want you to pray. Lord help me. To yield continuously and ceaselessly. To the spirit at all times. Some of you. You may want to reach back to that decision. You have been trying to make. And say Lord help me. Pray. It's the spirit. Pray. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We hope your soul has been truly enriched. More video and audio teachings are available on our website, www.ChristRehobothChurch.com. Follow our social media pages and check us out on Facebook, Kingsley Agu Ministry, and on YouTube, Kingsley Agu Ministry.